is the the young kids that are then now doing this. And this this is a problem for, you know, again, I have it on DePetro.com, of which, again, I um, I realize I'm just so much farther ahead. Jake Paul is the one that started it. And there's this video of Jake Paul. And I, I want to just get the the full story where, and I apologize, folks. I, I wanted to uh, play it. And Okay, so you have a situation where uh, Jake Paul was marking um, Floyd Mayweather. Um, and Logan Paul told Jake not to steal Mayweather's hat. And they, they did an infamous, um, infamous excuse me, recreation of the... So they're nose to nose. And, and then suddenly he goes into a gutcha hat and he grabs the hat off of Floyd Mayweather and starts to run away with it. And now you're seeing other people that are doing it. There's some YouTube star that's wearing a hat and he thinks he's cool and he thinks he's like, he looks like one of the Backstreet Boys. And then some kids come up to him, they grab his hat and say, got your hat. Well, <clears throat> I spoke with two, at least two sources. Now, granted, they were together, but what they couldn't believe was hear me out. So Sunday in Narragansett, the police are completely overwhelmed. Now, these are the same police. They have no bones about going up to the door and, you know, they're going in on the URI kids and we're going to take your keg and everything else. But this is different. Now they're on the beach and they don't, you know, kind of get that the dynamic has changed. So as the police are trying to restore order and they're way outnumbered, right? You have a bunch of drunk youths. There's like one cop or two cops and like 60 guys. So suddenly, as they're not paying attention, one kid goes up and grabs the hat off the cop's head and says, got your hat. So then the police officer starts chasing him. So then he tosses it to someone else. And then that kid catches it. And then the cop runs over there. Now it's monkey in the middle. Then he throws it to somebody else. These police officers that I were talking to, and they were off duty from somewhere else, they said it was like the most embarrassing thing they ever saw. They even compared it to, do you remember years ago on... um, Captain Kangaroo, they used to do the story of the guy that peddled the hats. And then as he was sleeping against a tree, these monkeys came down and they lifted the hats from him. And he was screaming, you monkeys, give me back my caps or hats or whatever it was. And then the monkeys are imitating him. And they're throwing the guy's caps all over the place. So again, this this police officer I know said, you know, at first he was mortified. Then, like, the entire beach is laughing. The police turned into like Keystone Cops Barney Fife as these kids and they're all playing. And then the cops in the middle and they're falling in the sand and it's hot. And then they're giving my hat back. It's like, got your hat. And then they're all throwing it. My God. So then other kids, like some URI kids, like, hey, that's the cop that gave us a hard time and took our keg. And so they're getting it. And And it's a big game of monkey in the middle. And these Narragansett cops. <clears throat> that float around and, and um, you know, most of the time they think they're immune from some of this stuff. But suddenly people are standing up to them and people are laughing and it's a big gutcha hat. Then they throw it to someone else and he's chasing after it. Then one cop that was embarrassing is trying to chase this girl and he falls down in the sand and the kids are all laughing. Folks, my point is, is, uh, you know, a year ago, that I don't think that would have happened. This is part of the problem now. 
as for over a year, youth have been watching activists, Black Lives Matter, socialists, Antifa, saying you disregard the police, blank the police, right? No way. And then it turns into fisticuffs. And then as they're arresting a kid thinking, all right, now we're going to drag this one guy off. There's like 300 kids and they're blocking and they're throwing things at them and totally overwhelmed. Now, another big problem they have in Narragansett is who has taken over the politics of Narragansett, which is first it was the earthy, crunchy, some URI professors and they're like really woke. And, you know, the best thing is they open a Starbucks in Wakefield and and they think of themselves as like elitists and you know, we're in Gansett and it's really oceanology and we're really, we're, you know, as one person posted, Narragansett is the most woke place in Rhode Island. I mean, if you advertise that, you're inviting trouble. So along the seawall, that has now become gangs are hanging out there and punks are hanging out there and undesirables, to say the least, are hanging out there. And the police won't do anything. Now you have the police are gun shy because the police have... Bill de Blasio type elected officials are saying, don't harass anybody. And, you know, you have some punk gang members come down. And by the way, folks, this is nothing racist. A lot of these punks are, you know, they're from like Warwick and Warwick and uh, Pawtucket. And, and, and I'm not I'm saying, you know, they're from like all over, but <clears throat> they come over and they tattooed up and they're hanging on the wall and they're smoking pot and. And, uh, and then you do have some others that are coming there, but the very, uh, the progressive, earthy, crunchy, socialist, AOC, Bernie Sanders loving progressives tell the police, you know, don't disturb them and let them do what they want. And they're like playing drums on the seawall till two in the morning. And it's like, what is this? No law and order. What about the residents that live around here? No, none of that matters. No, no, you appeal to whoever the hell these people are. You can't have it. It should be, uh, you know, you have like, I know it's Narragansett, but they have like mayoral Lorza type leadership that are down there. And by the way, later, we're going to have another update on the website, petro.com. Mayor Lorza refers to, that was a gang shootout. Almost two weeks ago, but 10 days ago on Caroline Avenue, Alorza refers to it as the incident that happened last week and blames it on food, housing, and poor schools. It'll be posted later on DePetro.com. But remember, DePetro.com, which is brought to you by the Coesed Inn. Stop in. They are open. 226 Coesed Avenue in Providence. The Coesed Inn. Tremendous history. Great menu. Restaurant or bar open daily, noon to 10. I'll see you at the Coesed Inn. How about that, Alorza? I'll post that later. Mayor Alorza, we're, um, the, because of the incident last week, and again, I'll post a letter. No one else will post this. I'll post it. You know what else I can't get over is, um, but let me just stay on schedule, folks. Remember, on this Tuesday, if you have a paving project, call J. Perry Paving today. Residential, commercial, seal coating, patios, 
Um, free quote, J, letter J, J. Perry Paving. Call them, 732-1730. Maybe you have a cracked driveway or your parking lot. J. Perry Paving, 732-1730. They have a great Facebook page. And remember the benefits of asphalt paving, whether it's a new paving project, cracked driveway, it's affordable, smooth, safe to drive on. J. Perry Paving. Call them today. Get a free quote. 732-1730. Look for them online in the Facebook page. Is letter J. J. Perry Paving.com. All right. Let me get to, you know, Nellie Gorbia. Uh, this is going to be an interesting dynamic on her running for governor. Right now, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 13, uh, AM 1389.99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePetro.com. You know, we haven't had this in a while. I'm trying to think, but uh, there's a Democrat who's the governor. Governor Mundo had a challenger with Matt Brown, but he really never made strides. He was a little critical. She needed to go through a primary sitting governor. But this is different. Nellie Gorbia announcing that she's challenging, and by the way, Governor McKee has not even announced that he's running for governor yet, which I think was possibly a misstep, uh, but maybe not. Maybe I'm going to give them, they know what they're doing, but she's definitely running the Secretary of State, Nellie Gorbia. I'm a little surprised, maybe I shouldn't be, that in the coverage of her, because I'm going to write about it, we're going to have a story on it later on petro.com Folks, I recognize a lot of people don't know much about her. And over the course of the next year, you are going to learn more about her. What you need to know about her, and I think is the most significant part that should be part of coverage of her in running for governor, is no one that I can recall has done more damage to dismantle our election system in Rhode Island than Nellie Gobia. And our friend Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe, he has a good piece in this morning's uh, Boston Globe, where um, he talks about what does Nellie Gorbia need to do to win the Rhode Island governor's race? You know, he points out that she's one statewide. She's not that well known. She doesn't have a lot of issues. She hasn't raised a lot of money. So you wonder what would make her so confident about running? It's the voting. She, it's all about ground game with her. She has manipulated the voting list. She has. Nellie Gorbia has. And she, there's the last thing she is is transparent. And we are going to point this out during her entire campaign. And I will find her on the campaign trail. Because, and I'll write about it. Some of you will learn. But I can't, no one has done more that I'm aware of to dismantle fair elections, honorable elections. The election system in Rhode Island is is not that I we you should have no faith in it in any way. She has completely upended it by hiding the voting list. Our voter list is bloated. It is way too many names. This is not dead people. These are people who are alive. And most importantly, she registers anyone who wants to vote. They're not winning through. As some people say, you mean dead people? No, I don't mean that. They're alive. No, illegals voting. There's a lot of illegals voting. There's people voting more than once. Uh, Total manipulation of not just mail ballots, but the list of mail ballots. And she needs to be defeated. But that's how confident she is, that she's got the right list. 
And I'm telling you, it's kind of like if you were going to take a test and you had the answers going into the test, then I think you'd most of the time, most people, you'd feel pretty confident. You'd feel pretty confident if, in fact, you had the answers to the test. But how about she immediately sent out a message uh, to the community and her supporters. Let me play. Uh, and again, I don't, folks, it's 1227. Good afternoon. It's Juan. It's John DePietro, AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I don't know if the media covered a lot of this, but this was the, um, the message that uh, Secretary of State Nelly Gorbia sent out, and then I'll be glad to uh, translate. Hello, everyone. The Rhode Island, eh, soy la primera persona latina a nivel estatal en Nueva Inglaterra. Latina. Así que Rhode Island, no Massachusetts, no Connecticut, tiene Move to eh, Rhode la decisión de, de haber eh, If you're incluido illegal, a, a miembro de, de la comunidad latina como parte del liderato estatal. I need your Entonces, vote. pues me siento que estoy aquí con familia porque veo que ustedes también son líderes. Regardless of your status, move into Rhode Island. We need your vote. And I will be the governor. Everybody moves now. We'll win this thing in a landslide. All right, folks. So there it is, um, the latest now with... Um, Secretary of State uh, Nelly Gorbia. Folks, right now it's 12.28. Good afternoon. Let me also just see this um, other story. Let's see. Rhode Island's black leaders see some progress. No systematic change one year after George Floyd's death. Uh, One year ago, the nation convulsed in sorrow and rage. You know, that's actually not true because the story really didn't hit until the days after that. But anyhow, who wrote this story? Uh, Ed Fitzpatrick. All right. His death spread millions to march. More than 10,000 Rhode Islanders took to the streets. Surge into the state house. Uh, demand justice and brutality, even though it wasn't going on in the Rhode Island. Now that a full year has passed, black leaders of Rhode Island say some superficial progress has been made. Removing the word plantation from the state name. Uh, there's a lot of talk and band-aids, said Anastasia Williams. But the reality is real change is not as tangible as it could and should be. People claim to be woke, but the reality is their eyes are wide shut. The killing of George Floyd was a wake up to many about the systematic racism that permeates society. And this has been known to Rhode Island. She said last year, 40 minute speech at the State House on June 4th. Uh, She called for immediate permanent change in 17 areas, including licenses for undocumented aliens. How does that come into play? That was never answered, by the way. Lack of diversity in our state. One year later, the state Supreme Court has its first black justice, Melissa Long. And the judge, Paul Sattel's committed a committee on racial ethnic fairness. It's also state of scene. Judge Elizabeth Ortiz, first Latina on the family court. Many of the other goals have yet to be achieved. Bills remain stuck. A top priority is the police. Um, Let's see. Another is all police have to wear body cameras. Jose, you know, no, who has a problem with that? Body cameras protect the police to me. That's just a matter of grants. They have the money. If they wanted to, they could have it that every police officer in the state has a body cam. There's a bill that would require body cameras. 
and you can't have a chokehold. Uh, those room bills are stuck in committee. There's a concern the period is cooling down and it'll just be referred to as once upon a time. Harrison Tuttle said the conviction of Derek Chauvin, sense of accountability, but not justice. Uh, now, that was at the rally where people were showing up with handguns. Pol- I love this. Policing can be reimagined. <laughs> what does that even mean? You had, you had, a, you had a, let, let me see if in the story they mentioned the, the gang warfare that's broken out in the city. How about, can we reimagine ga- gang fighting? Is that possible? Change will come through the election of young leaders, such as Representative David Morales and Senator Tara Mack, who are pushing for progressive pop priorities. Um, David Morales was at the anti-Israel march on Friday night. Just so we're clear, these are the leaders they're talking about. The Black Lives Matter leaders that are aligned with Hamas. Just so we're clear. And Tierra Mack that blamed the gang shootings on poor water quality and asthma. Jim Vincent, president of NAACP Providence Branch, said one of the few signs of change was to remove Providence Plantation from the official name. He also noted the state Senate created a task force to make recommendations about law enforcement bill of rights. Um, huh. How about this? Vincent also called for passing let Rhode Island vote, lower barriers to mail ballots, expand use of early voting in unmonitored drop boxes. Howard Jenkins, President of Minister Alliance, said the past year has raised public awareness about racial inequality. Um, oh, Bethel. I remember that church. Uh, let's see. Central Falls has a chief, is a person of color, third black police chief for Rhode Island. Um, so there's, you know, that's how some of the things that they're commenting on that are going on this one year anniversary of uh, George Floyd. You know, no mention yet, folks, where Mayor Lorza is talking about reparations. Mayor Lorza, you don't hear about accountability within the black community. Let me be very clear about that. That's something you don't hear about. Instead now, it's about water quality. It's about asthma. Uh, Mayor Alorza, in his pitch, and again, I I will have this up on the uh, website, petro.com just um, a little bit later. But Mayor Alorza, one of the things that he blames is um, what, what happened with the shooting whether um, seeing across its lack of educational opportunities for the kids, meaning the Providence schools, housing insecurity, food insecurity, that's what caused two gangs to start battling it out in broad daylight on Carolina Avenue. I, I, does any reasonable person think that that's what happened? Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show at 1234 on this Tuesday. Good afternoon. Here I am. It is Juan on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, which is DePietro.com. This portion of the program, I want to appeal to anyone listening right now. If you have been in some kind of an auto accident, motorcycle accident, uh, slip and fall, workplace injury, domestic abuse. Listen, you need a fighter. 
Here's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you being compensated for your injuries. And that's why you need to fight back and call Jack, Jack Calvino, 401-785-9400, 401-785-9400, fight back, call Jack, and online at fightbackcalljack.com. Right now on this Tuesday, if you know of someone that maybe they were involved with an auto accident or a motorcycle accident, or maybe they were injured at work, workplace injury, or a slip and fall. What I'm talking about is they are entitled to be compensated for their suffering. That's where Jack Calvino comes in. Call today, free consultation, 401-785-9400, or online at fightback calljack.com. Now, folks, again, you hear me mention the website depetro.com. That's where we have so many stories linked about some of the gang problems, about some of the violence, a video of the fight, the beach brawl that took place. And uh, remember, depetro.com, which is brought to you by uh, another, if you are in need of a handyman, or what about deck staining? I have a perfect person for you, Jamie. Call him at 837-4545. J. Freitas Construction. Now, on the link, he does a lot of different things. So if you're in need of something like that, someone to do something for you outside, it's J, letter J, J. Freitas Construction. Look for him on Facebook and then uh, online. You can call him 837-4545. So whether it is, in fact... Uh, deck staining, handyman services, anything like that that you need to improve your home. Jamie can do it all. The link is right through at the website, which is petro.com and he has all his services listed there, 837-4545. Well, folks, good, after- good afternoon. It's uh, it's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. And I want to just bring it back. Um, I want to bring it back full circle of it it started i think there's a tie-in i think of many of these activists and adults that encourage young people and they can try to pretend they don't but they encourage young people to not respect police and blank the police and you don't need that and don't trust the police and everything else that you're you're you hear about and that they've been doing i as i've said um it is uh, they need to be held accountable for I believe it's in a direct tie in with what's going on with just the complete lack of respect for law enforcement, the complete lack of respect on law enforcement. Now, I'm also hearing is this gunshots rang out during a live report, George Floyd Square, Minneapolis, on the first anniversary on his murder. Let me. Um, play this. I think this is the ABC uh, ABC report on this. Let me hear this. Has signed a proclamation urging residents in Minnesota and Minneapolis to observe nine minutes and 29 seconds of silence uh, representing the nine minutes and 29 seconds that Derek Chauvin knelt on George Floyd's neck. But- Holy cow. Listen to that. All right, we're going to check in with Alex in a bit. It sounds like there may be some trouble there in Minneapolis. Really? Does that sound like some trouble to you? 
sounds like some trouble in um sounds like some trouble to you in Minneapolis. I'd say that sounds like some trouble. Yeah. No, that definitely sounds like some trouble. Folks, and then you wonder, do we have the right person in office that can lead us during this time? Here we go. But uh, there's, you know, there's to be, you know, beginning uh, this effort uh, for 2021 is, uh, I think we've learned a few lessons from last year as well. There's help, they're, you know, being there to help uh, clear roads, rebuild uh, main streets, uh, and so that the families can get back to their lives. Uh, that's what FEMA does every single day. But uh, there's, you know, there's to be, you know, beginning uh, this effort uh, for 2021 is, uh, I think we've learned a few lessons from last year as well. There's help, you know, being there to help uh, clear roads. I just want to remind you, everything is written for him here. Everything is written for him. So the fact that the president is stumbling in that way, you know, makes some people question just, how up to the job is he? Well, apparently, according to the White House, President Biden is so physically fit that people at the White House can barely keep up with him. The White House. Here we go. Tell me, uh, what more can you tell us about the uh, president's um, health regime? We hear he's lifting weights. What sort of weights is he lifting? Does he have a personal trainer? And what happened to his Peloton bike? Did he bring it to the, to the White House? Uh, I didn't know where this was going, um, but I'm intrigued by it. Um, I, I will say I have nothing to read out on the president's uh, private exercise regime, uh, but I can tell you, having traveled with him a fair amount, um, sometimes he's hard to keep up with. I mean, that's um, that's a pretty remarkable statement from um, White House uh, spokesperson. Don't you think he's hard to keep up with? Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, now as you have heard, Good afternoon. It's 1240 on this Tuesday. Here I am at Iswan on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, depetro.com. We're on the website. Go into the shop. You can get, we have the uh, special limited edition Narragansett fighting shirts for the summer. Coinomatic. You can see some of the people uh, involved with some of the um, activity over the weekend were wearing the Coinomatic Apples Avenue shirts that are available on DePetro.com. This portion of the show is brought to you by R.E. Coogan and Heating. It's Coogs. Call Coogie today, 732-6562. 732-6562. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Plumbing, heating, cooling, residential services. As he says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. Helpful trustworthy, reliable. Kogi's there. Do you need a plumber? Or maybe you want to make sure that your cooling system is working as efficiently as it can. Call R.E. Coogan and Heating today, 401-732-6562, 401-732-6562 for R.E. Coogan and Heating. Well, folks, good afternoon. Here I am. It is Juan on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You know, I mentioned Channel 12 did that... Um, Peace. Warren man charged with attacking mother with hammer. What is wrong with people? Now, who's is Trump to blame for that one? Lessons from the June 1st riot in Providence. Well, how about police ID? Five adults charged following a fight near against town beach. By that, by the way, you have, um, you know, it's some... 
they say adults, but, you know, one's 20, another's 19, 18, uh, another 20-year-old, and then some 17-year-olds. Uh, North Kingstown, Providence, Johnston, a lot, a lot of problems there. But uh, as someone that followed it, a huge part of the problem with um, last year was the fact that Mayor Lorza, you know, as someone that was there, he told the police to stand down. They allowed, they didn't have proper riot equipment. They allowed, uh, he. they were told to stand down and allowed that riot to happen. And then the next day, uh, it was Governor Raimondo who, Mayor Lorza, one year ago, after the riots now, we're not exactly at the anniversary of the riot because the the real date of the riot was it started Monday night, June 1st, and went into early to, to, till 4 o'clock in the morning on Tuesday, June 2nd. But on that um, Tuesday, when they had a press briefing, Mayor Alorza had no intentions of uh, putting in a curfew or calling out the National Guard. It was Governor Amundo that called out the National Guard and instituted a curfew of 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock curfew and then also called in the National Guard. And then that weekend, you know, they all talk about the peaceful protest that happened in Providence that Friday night. But the real fact of the matter is the only reason it was peaceful was because they had the National Guard there. And that becomes a completely different dynamic when they have the different vehicles and the tanks and the jeeps and they were blocking things off and they're very strategic working with the Providence police. And there were people who were trying to incite problems that Friday night, by the way. Absolutely there were. I was there. There definitely were people that were there that were trying to incite problems. And then, um, again, it was Governor Mundo that came. And as much as people want to criticize she stopped a full-scale riot that Friday night because there were people that had every intention of going into the state house, going back into the mall. Two things that she did was, one, was Governor Raimondo called out the National Guard. She had the curfew. And then she personally went to the state house at 9 o'clock, an hour after the curfew, and, uh, and demand that everybody go home. And was arguing with the crowd to do that. Now, I'm also seeing the Rhode Island State House will open to the public next week. Now, this has been a, a bit of contention with Nellie Gorbia, where she's now, um, you know, uh, announcing that she is running for governor. And that is something that I don't know who's going to, you know, be the successful individual. Uh, I don't know who's going to be the governor, but I can tell you who it can't be. And that is Secretary of State Nellie Gorbia. Um, as I told you, I, I, I can't think of anyone who has completely dismantled the voting. Rhode Island elections are not legitimate. Rhode Island elections are not legitimate. In groups like Common Cause and some of these others that in the past uh, claimed to be nonpartisan, they have completely abandoned that. And a number of these groups, they are not interested in they're not interested in having legit they don't care with their in their minds the end justify the means hey how about the fact that nick mattiella former speaker has joined moses ryan as a partner now when he was the independent running his own law firm and speaker 
he um, he had no problem being on his own. He supposedly has to wait one year to lobby at the state house. But the fact that he's going there and now they can start to call in all these different favors. I mean, does that seem like someone that maybe is um, is going to be doing what's in the best interest of, of the people? Not in any way. Let me hear. Uh, I, I can't. I'll play the Channel 12 story. I don't I don't think they even um, this is Nellie Gorbia telling Channel 12 why she's running for governor. And we'll do a little stop and start if we can. And again, I, 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 I can't emphasize enough how she completely dismantled our voting system. Uh, There's so many people that are registered to vote that should not be there. And starting with the voter rolls need to be completely gutted and vetted. Here's the. Um, Story on it, I believe. So it's only May. We're already beginning to track the race for Rhode Island's next governor. Oh, hold on. After Secretary of State Nellie Gorbea announced she was running last night, Alexander Leslie was the first to interview Secretary Gorbea just a short time ago. She joins us live now with more. Well, the last time the office was open was back in 2014 for Rhode Island's governor. And at the time, then Providence Mayor Angel Tavares announced his campaign in October 2013. And then then General Treasurer Gina Raimondo followed in December. So now Secretary, Secretary Gorbea's late night announcement is about six months earlier than expected. My question is, why now? You know, um, I'm kind of one of these people who, you know, what you see is what you get. And I hate the cloak and dagger part. Can I just stop this for a moment, folks? What is, she is certainly well-educated. I think she attended Princeton. Um, I'll go through her bio a little bit. But what is incredible to me is the resources she has. She's been a state office holder for eight years. And she still speaks in the upspeak. Where she finishes each sentence, where she raises her voice into like a question mark. Um, Let's just say you were visiting someone and you wanted to know where the napkins were. Instead of saying, where are the napkins? You say, napkins? Napkins? And that means, where are the napkins? Right? Um... If you're in a restaurant and the server says, I just want to make sure, is everything okay over here? And you say, "Um, salt and pepper? That's a way of saying, we need salt and pepper. She, annoyingly, by the way, completely talks in upspeak. Never, I don't don't know if it's, I don't know if it's going to improve. But I, I can't even envision listening to this as governor. The only reason this person is running for governor is she feels she has the master ground game voting list. It's going to be all mail ballots. It's going to be all absentee ballots. That's the way. And it's going to be all in Providence, how she's going to win or trying to win. Part of politics that sometimes happens. And people kept asking me, you know, are you going to run? Are you going to run? And finally I said, you know what? Yeah, I am. Let's go. Let's do it. With the release of her 2022 campaign video last night, Secretary of State Nellie Gorbea is the first elected Democrat to formally announce plans to challenge Democratic Governor Dan McKee. I think that my candidacy offers Rhode Islanders the best opportunity to be able to move Rhode Island forward. God. Clearly, that's why I'm a candidate, and that's why I think, you know, 
eventually. I hope to be Rhode Island's next governor. Uh, governor McKee never. inherited the office when Senator Raimondo left in March for a job with the Painful. Biden administration. Confirmed to reporters at an event in Quonset this morning, he has still not formally announced his campaign for 2022. I don't know why. And said he doesn't want to be in campaign mode quite yet. Well, I mean, it's certainly my plan to run. Right now, we're going to focus on the stuff that we're working on. But, really, but understanding that... Um, that that's coming, right? We're we're only a few months away from many announcements, uh, including mine. So Mickey wouldn't say specifically when. While he's running, and the, see, folks, a big thing of this is if you announce, see, now she's going to spend the entire summer campaigning. A lot of times, people that you you want to wait till after Labor Day if you're going to make your big announcement, because then otherwise you're going to spend the. You're going to spend the entire summer um, campaigning. I'll play, uh, oh, my God. It's it's frightening, isn't it? I'm going to play in just a moment. Nelly Gobia running for governor. Folks, right now it's 1251. Good afternoon. Here I am. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine it. I, I really mean it. I mean, I maybe we'll even, I'll come up with some elements. The, the, the people that I would vote for instead of her are, um, I just, I would never vote for her. I don't believe anything she says. I think I know. I was actually surprised. I admit I didn't know her full background, but um, I know she she attended. Uh, let me just pull up the wiki. She um, attended. Come on. Um, here we go. First Hispanic to win statewide office. Congratulations. Uh, Early life and education. Born and raised in Puerto Rico. Bachelor's from Princeton. Master's from Columbia. Holy cow. Moved to Rhode Island in the mid-90s. All right. Well, congratulations to her. But, folks, before I get to that, um, let's see. I want to remind you. That if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair. Now, do you have an appliance that's not working properly? Call Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Repairs on all makes and models of appliances, Ryan's Appliance Repair. Saturday appointments are available. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor. It's Ryan's Appliance Repair. Call them today, 401-710-7096, such as... I've had Ryan come into my domicile and fix a dryer. By the way, you got to be careful with the dryer because that can that can cause a fire if it's not working properly. Um, he can fix your washing machine or dryer. Listen up. If you're listening right now and you have a problem with your oven or your stove or microwave or dishwasher, garbage disposal, washer, dryer, Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 401- 710-7096. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor. Senior citizens discounts are available and Saturday appointments are available. It's Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. This stuff of Nelly Gobia, I'm telling you right now, I think it's actually like a, a fake campaign because her whole thing is really geared around a big ground game and and mail ballots. I don't think you're not going to see a lot of TV commercials. And just think about this. Her contention. She turned down Dan McKee. She turned down the governor who first offered her to be the lieutenant governor with the caveat that you can't run for governor against me, though. Turned it down. Why? 
because she feels that she's got the winning list. And the best example of that was this past March, that complete BS bond issue election. See, that was a run through just to really firm up, get some more mail ballot applications out there, unnotarized ballots. They were fine tuning everything this past March. Now, this is May. March was a warm up for what she's going to try to do in the primary next September. That's her whole goal. Think of that. She has the voting list. She knows more about the voter rolls than anyone running. It's not about money with her. Somewhat it is. It's going to be all about ground game. There's going to be the list she presents to the public and then the list she has that is off the radar. That has all these, quote, phantom voters that live in all these different places in Providence and Pawtucket and Central Falls. That she knows and has a list of them. So there's two, it's kind of like a business that is cooking the books. They keep two sets of books. There's the real books, and then there's the books that they put out to everybody else. That's what I am telling you right now. That is what she is doing with the voting system. Makes no sense. Florida, all these states, you can go, boom, there's the voter roll online. Not Rhode Island. She changed it. And I can't, no one mentions this in her roll up for governor. Wow. But she announced early so she can say, hey, you know, we've been out there getting the people. This is her uh, campaign announcement. What connects us to each other as Rhode Islanders? It's inscribed in our state motto. It's hope. That is like the most cliche thing ever. That's what Clay Pell did. It's hope. The state motto is hope. Oh, God, she actually used that? What's next? Dell's Lemonade and the stupid awful awfuls and all this other BS? Quahogs, Dell's, Salty, no school force to glad every other blanking cliche you can think about. Ah, how do you tell someone's not living here from around here? They talk about blank and Dell's, which is basically overpriced frozen ice. Awful awfuls, which I do like, by the way. You know, uh, ah. Oh, wiener's all the way. Hope is the motto. Like, see, her whole life is cliche. She's not even a Rhode Islander. She was born in Puerto Rico. When I think about what unites us, what connects us to each other as Rhode Islanders, it's inscribed in our state motto. It's hope. Uh, my love affair with Rhode Island started right after I arrived. Like my native Puerto Rico, Rhode Island is a small place where people are close and distances aren't. The minute I reached out, Rhode Islanders welcomed me. No, we did not. That is a lie. She cannot be in office. I can't stand her. Has nothing to do with gender. I'm, I'm old-fashioned. I like fair and honest elections. She's the opposite. See, this, she should not be allowed to run. She wasn't even born here. So it doesn't mean anything to her. Talk about a carpetbagger. It's all about, what does she care? She's from Puerto Rico. It's like, hey, whatever, if I can pull this off. Holy cow. So this is where I've chosen to build my home, Uh, where I'm raising my three kids, and where I've been involved at the local and state level for 30 years. Today, after six and a half years of working as your Secretary of State, I'm thrilled to announce I'm running to be your governor. uh, 
I'm running for governor to build a better Rhode Island, to make government more accountable to the people, to bring diversity. Accountable? <laughs> accountable? An unpublished voting list? Accountable? She's the polar opposite of accountable. She's the most unaccountable person we've ever had. Voices to the table uh. and connect people to hopeful opportunities. Looking for a ladies that will help them thrive. I first got to know Nellie back in 1989 uh. when we were both working on improving voting in Rhode Island. And I immediately recognized her intelligence and readiness to do the work for the people. I'm so grateful to have Nellie as my mentor. Nellie has made it a point to make sure. Show me about mail ballots, drop boxes, the whole thing. All right, folks, listen, good afternoon. It's Juan. It's John DePietro. It's 159. Here's what we're going to do. We are going to get an update with the 1 o'clock news. We have another full hour to go, radio only, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can listen online at the website, DePietro.com. I'm going to go uh, touch more on the fighting, the problems in Narragansett. More on what's planned for this week, more social unrest, and more of uh, some comments about President Biden in the news. A lot more ahead. The Power Hour is next. AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Going to be back on the other side right after the 1 o'clock news. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. The United States is pledging to assist Gaza without helping the terrorist group Hamas. Secretary of State Tony Blinken said the U.S. will rally international support to aid Gaza, which suffered widespread destruction during an 11-day war between Israel and Hamas. Blinken is on a mission to the Middle East this week, hoping to reinforce last week's ceasefire. He will not be meeting with Hamas, which does not recognize Israel's right to exist. What else correspondent Greg Cluxton? President Biden holding a summit with Russian President Putin next month in Geneva. The White House and the Kremlin say the leaders will be discussing a range of issues. That June 16th meeting is being tacked on the end of Mr. Biden's first international trip as president. When he visits Britain for a meeting of the group of seven leaders and Brussels for a NATO summit. Also at townhall.com, police in Elizabeth City, North Carolina say two women were hit by a car while peacefully protesting a police killing. Police reviewing the case as a potential hate crime. The women protesting the shooting death of Andrew Brown Jr. Democrats and Republicans remain sharply divided on the issue of qualified immunity for police officers. Capitol Hill correspondent Bob Agnew reports. The issue of qualified immunity remains the main sticking point between Democrats and Republicans, a big enough stumbling block to delay hope for passage of a police reform bill in time for the one-year anniversary of George Floyd's death. Qualified immunity shields police officers from liability in civil lawsuits in most cases. Democrats insist it gives police a free hand to abuse citizens and argue that happens disproportionately to black Americans. Republicans argue ending immunity would make police too vulnerable to lawsuits and make it harder for them to do their jobs. Bob Agnew reporting. And on Wall Street, stocks are mixed. The Dow ahead 20 points, but the S&P is down fractionally. More on these stories at townhall.com. Banking fees got you down? Milford Federal's Easy Checking Free is a real pick-me-up. Milford Federal's Easy Checking Free account has no monthly service charge, no minimum balance, unlimited check writing, and free ATM debit card. 
We give you free internet banking with free online bill pay. And your first order of checks, free. We'll even throw in our exceptional customer service for free. Visit MilfordFederal.com for more information or stop into one of our four branches to open your easy checking free account. At Milford Federal, we make banking easy. Now the